Welcome to podcast 285 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt and on this week's pod I'm joined by the usual three suspects of Joe, Dupe and Matt. Welcome gentlemen. Hello. Good evening. You're back Matt, you came back to see us. Thank you. I, t- I, did, I, I did tell you he's coming back. I am back. You said you didn't want him to come back Dupe. You enjoyed the power. Ah, with great power comes great responsibility. And I did not take that responsibility well because I was nice to you. Just, Just realised that you've dr- you've spilt something down your top as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> me and the father-in-law got busy. Bit bit come. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. I'm, I'm classing um, it as dessert. He has come on your tip, literally. Quite <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Matt, I you, walked, you walked into that one, Matthew. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I did not walk into that. I, I just addressed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably did a bit more than that. Anyway, um, me chest. I mean, sex noise, sex noise is a, a vogue now on broadcasts, right? According to the BBC, so that was tremendous. Anyway, oh, is that what that was? was? I've uh, never heard that before. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> on this week's pod, um, we have a save update from well, me, and then we have the return of the Wonder Kid Hall of Fame, which will reveal. Shortly, and then we probably have a quiz as well, maybe depending on time. Um, so we may as well get started, which is a bit weird when I introduce myself. Into Matt, something, tell us you about your, your latest <laughs> FM save, mate, and how you're getting on with it. <laughs> Cheers, Joe. Um, so, yeah, some of you may have noticed I started tweeting about it over Christmas once the, the deluge of shite that was falling around revolving my car or involving my car, um, had sort of subsided slightly, uh, which I've started with Ketchingtown, who start off in the Vanarama National League North. And it was a pretty decent season. Uh, all things uh, expected, media prediction of 24th, and I finish as champions, which isn't, it, you know, it sounds great that I've managed to do that with, I signed five players over an entire season. Didn't really, I couldn't sign any more loans than I already had. Literally spent nothing because no one has anything in, in the, the National League. But that only tells half a story, really. Because th- things started off a bit rocky uh, in in the early stages of the league. Uh, and then I uh, all of a sudden got a really good run of form going and that was mainly down to the performances of one single player, really. And when he got injured, I was kind of knackered. And that player is Jaden Smith, who, if you've checked out that tweet thread, I've, I've tweeted his attributes out. Um, he He's not amazing, but he's quick and can finish. And that is all you need in the Vanarama National League North to be able to be competent. Paying him next to nothing in wages... And he was fantastic for the pretty much the entire season, bar the 10 weeks or so he was out accumulatively over the season. But the, the interesting bit starts to happen towards the end of the season. We were on a, a good solid run and then all of a sudden he gets injured and FM does its usual thing, which is kind of what, I guess, created that subject a few pods ago where we were talking about that mid-season or the inevitable end-of-season slump where out of the the remaining four, five games, I played two, I know, I think I played three of the top five and I lost in these five games, I only won one of those. 
uh, two of which were against third and second, respectively, in the league, to the point where it comes down to the final day and I'm facing second place below me. And I basically, I have to win to definitely secure things, even though it's unlikely they're going to you know, overthrow me from the lead because my goal difference throughout the season is so much better. Um, but they didn't, they weren't, they weren't far off doing so. So despite all of that, um, I did eventually win the league. Yes. Which I think, so we both finished on 91 points. Third were quite a way away on 85, which again, they were catching up. They were, they also beat us in the, the final two league games. Goal difference, there was 10 goals separating us in the end. So it was my goals four that kind of helped because against, I would have been knackered. If it had gone to head-to-head, I'd have been really screwed. But uh, we had equal record. So 27 games won, 10 drawn, 9 lost um, over 46 games. So Kidderminster also did get promoted having gone through the the promotion playoffs. So they joined me in the Vranarama League. So I, I think I've gone. It's kind of a potted history over that league situation. Really, I don't. I didn't really do much tactically. It wasn't that interesting. It was just a, pretty much a bog standard four one two two one or the the four three three with a DM, and then switch between balanced and um, and counter. Rarely went above balanced and just played off that consistency. A bit of sort of tweaking of the occasional roles depending on who I had or if I was struggling to get back into a game and needed a bit of width but that was pretty much it so it was mainly built on good strong dynamics and consistency but um, going into this new season which we've only kind of just started we're only a few games in to the league season two games in fact two and both of those games I have played two of the stronger teams in the league, one of which being Swindon, who were relegated down into to the Vanarama National, and then Barrow, who were, have also been relegated down. So that both are former league teams and strong former league teams. And I dare say, this it, I'm now a season in. The Vanarama National now has the likes of Swindon Barrow, Notts County, Scunthorpe, uh, Borehamwood as well, Chesterfield... Aldershot, they've all been league teams, York as well, they've all been league teams fairly recently, Yeovil, Torquay, so it's, um, and, even, and Oldham as well failed to get red, uh, failed to get promoted last season out of the, the Vanarama National. So it's a tough old league this season. And unfortunately, Jaden Smith got sold from underneath me. And it's not it's even for an exorbitant amount, it's for, for 11k to Port Vale. 11k and Port Vale now have like a between 10 and 140 grand player on their books makes you sick he's 21 uh, it's it's really annoying because I can't the thing is I can't replace him like I have I, I, I can't find a player of equivalent quality who's willing to join me because I'm struggling now to sign players that would have joined me last season in the Vanarama North in the Vanarama National so I'm really struggling with recruitment um, in fact, the the opening game of the season, I had thirteen players. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's been it's been tough going. Fortunately, I've kept hold of some of the better performers from last season. Some of those that I picked up midway through, 
um, who are who were probably too good for the uh, Vanarama National North, but probably are about at the right level for the the Vanarama National. I'm not doing too badly. I um, I drew. Uh, I, I drew against Swindon nil nil, and then I lost narrowly to Barrow. Didn't really do much because I don't have much of an attacking threat. I'm still playing with my backup striker from last season, who st- he still scored 27 league goals, but in a shit league. So I'm not expecting him to do much. Um, so yeah, struggling with. Uh, I've not exactly gone into this new season with great preparation, really. Um, so yeah, I'm not expecting to to do much initially. And this is kind of a consolidation season. Normally, it's a case of just smash through the leagues and get to league football as quickly as possible. But I just don't think that's going to be feasible. Uh, the media expectation is very, sa- very much the same. Finish bottom. Um, although Dave would probably appreciate hearing that I've signed Louis Molden, who was a, a former Wolves goalkeeper. Nice. Because I also lost my number one um, from for from last season, who uh, has joined. Uh, weirdly, actually, you know. Um, he hasn't left yet, but I've had Boston interested in him, and he's actually left to join Boston in real life. So there's a bit of that um, crossover of real life and FM happening there. And let's be fair. So he, if they're not in the Wolves' first team, Dave doesn't know who that player is. I'm quite sure he's mentioned him in the past, um, but I might be wrong. I mean, he's only the researcher for the Wolves football manager. So exactly. Have you seen that? Have you seen their under 18s <laughs> <laughs> he spends ninety percent of each kind of new game cycle on Adam Atreori's uh, attributes because they go up and down so much, and the rest he just doesn't. I'm care. pretty sure his missus is the one that does all the scouting for him in that age group. <laughs> yeah, uh, time and envy, or fucking vodka revolutions. <laughs> time and envy—that was a, that used to be a thing. Jesus, we are going back there. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much where I've I've left it. I haven't sort of. Since that sale of Jaden Smith, I've kind of been a bit put off by the the rebuild I know I've got to do and try and sort of steady the ship a bit. So I haven't really been that in, <laughs> I haven't really been that enthralled to, to rejoin going back to it. But that's pretty much where I've I've got up to at the moment. Two games in to season two. Um so yeah, there we go. Matt, is this one of those uh Badges along the way, kind of type things. Are you gonna? Is that is that on the yeah. table here at this Sorry. club? So uh, initially, it wasn't. Uh, although I got two badges throughout season one. After they, I think once I got to sort of, I was sat first quite comfortably. I think like halfway through the season, managed to get the the first badge, and then I've now, which is what the National League C or mm. National C license, and now I've now I've got B as well. Um, I think I'm currently training for A. I got two. Yeah, I got two. Just about two within a season because it takes four months for the. I think it's four months. It might be six. No, I think it, I'm quite sure it's four for the the basic, more basic badges. So it took me eight months to get both of those. Okay. And now I'm, now I've got. I'm on my training for A license. Not that it really seems to do a, a huge amount, like in terms of my own. It's nice to see my my own personal manager de- developing, but it doesn't really make much of a difference because I don't intend to leave Kettering, at least initially. I want to get them at the furthest I've ever got Kettering to on any time I've managed them is like League 2 join, or promoted from League 2 to join League 1, but then I've jumped ship to a championship club. Mm. Um, both times I've done that. So I'm looking to sort of 
stay the course, uh, regardless of how long it takes to get them into the Premier League. Or the, I mean, the fact that you get them into the league is is a feat in itself because they've never been a league club. So there is, you know, there's a there's a good amount of history there. Um, there's quite a few managers that sort of started their managerial careers there. One notable one is Ron Atkinson. Um, another notable one is Paul Gascoigne, but for different reasons. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think he was there for six weeks, maybe even less, uh, and then left rather acrimoniously. The Kettering um, manager reunion would be some party. <laughs> Some of them are dead now, so yeah, it might not be that great. Um, but they've yeah they've had they've had some some interesting managers as well. Some people may remember Lee Harper, who was a QPR goalkeeper. He was also then uh, he was also then player manager when they went on a cup run. I think it, I can't remember if it was the one where they played Leeds or Fulham, but um, it was televised either way. Uh, but he played and. Both of those, I believe. In fact, he also was the Northampton Town goalkeeper when Manchester United played them in 2003, I think it was, 2004, when Forlan bagged loads. Those so days. he has a bit of a, he has a good personal history with the FA Cup. And there's a few other sort of, I guess, honourable mentions. Mark Cooper is another one who delved out of, or left Kettering to go to Peterborough and then ended up going to back to Kettering because Peterborough realised he's probably not a championship level manager. Um, but yeah, there's there's quite a few sort of stories of that. There's been quite a lot of turbulence in real life at Kettering for the, over the past ten years or so. They, they basically they've had the, the two grounds that they've presided in or presided have have <laughs> they no longer exist. So Rockingham Road was collapsed. Uh, was uh, the, the rent was or what's the I I can't remember what it's called now. The the, the landlord that it was the yeah it was the um, the lease they had was expiring, but it wasn't just that. Uh, what is the uh, the thing? I can't think what it's called. Oh bloody hell! That's that's annoying. It's the where you have um, the freehold. Sorry, on the on the land was expiring, and the the landlord wasn't willing to sort of pay to extend it, and instead sold it to developers. And it was flattened for a long time, and it's now actually. See, like actually having active development on, but it will be flats. And then they moved into Nen Park, which is not far from where I live now, actually. And that has also been flattened, and occasionally has a car boot on it, with uh, no current plans. So the two, there's two out of three grounds that they've actually played out of have, have sort of ceased to exist. So they now actually ground share with the team who are a couple of divisions below them now um, but they've seen the benefits of their promotions and subsequent stadium improvements to meet league requirements Nice. so uh, yeah I, in terms of I guess longevity it, at that ground it won't last long and they'll have to move somewhere where that will that will be quite an interesting sort of tale in itself to see where they do move because locally there's not a lot of stadiums in Northamptonshire that I can't see them ground sharing with with someone like Northampton, especially if they're in the same league. So I don't know what that situate what will arise of that situation like in game once it once it comes to that because um, I've already had the first uh, sort of the the ground is having to have improvements just to meet the Vanarama league standards for stadiums. So it'll be interesting to see what goes on once we get into the league, and we will get there eventually, but it might not be this season. Affiliate punishment, mate. Yeah, you need an affiliate to help. 
Um, or Joe is your director. I might actually probably. have one. Uh, well, yeah, maybe. Um, or or Joe is my affiliate. I think yeah, it's Joe that is my affiliate. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, to be fair, I've I've got nineteen good players at Stoke. That's I haven't it. I haven't got any reserves at the moment because they're all shit. So they've all been sold. Nice. So I'm literally I'm bare bones with a first team squad in in the Europa League. That is very much the 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 thing I've gone for as well. That there are a few reserve but reserves, but I really use it as a dumping ground for players that I'm not going to keep around because they're just garbage. Um, don't I'm doing the usual trick of not paying for an under 18s because we don't have any although I did get a golden generation come through um, but bear in mind it's a golden generation when you're in the conference north so mm. n- not really much to write home about not had any I've had a couple of league clubs sniff around some of the players that did come through but they're not going to be like it's not hard to beat my current set of players for quality so uh, and they're equally not good enough to just starting start starting in the the national league not even uh, sort of out of desperation, really. So, yeah, it's a big rebuild. Or a continuous rebuild, I think, is probably fairer to say. And I'll have an update at some point, maybe once things like real-life taxes have been filed oh. and things like that, which are having to take precedence over, you know, fun things like playing video mm-hmm. games at the moment. That's what I've been doing this evening, Matthew. It's great fun. Well, I say that my wife's mm. been sat behind me doing it. But anyway, I'm taking credit for it. I got the assist. I mean, you've done the spending. Is that is that the assist? Um, yeah. I prefer not to speak. Definitely done the spending. I mean, you helped me with that, so you can take the you can take I the did. minor assist, the pass before the assist. There we go. Hockey pass done. But yeah, that that's pretty much it. We'll we'll move on, chaps. To be honest, because um, I don't want to bore anyone else. I'm, I've started saying um a lot more than I normally would because there's just like I could be saying player names and no one. Oh yeah, 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 great. I have no idea. It's just a name because they're they're garbage lower league players. So unless you are interested in lower league players, we'll move on. Which, which, which for so. etiquette, you're not supposed to talk about anyway. You know. Etiquette. What, is it? what etiquette you, is this? Ah, uh, do you not remember on the forums? If you was doing like lower league challenge, oh, the, yes, the etiquette not was not tips. was not to talk about players in the lower leagues. It was like a an unwritten rule. Yeah, the llamas. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not doing it. The the how some people might prescribe to um, as a, a lower league thing. I still use staff searches. Uh, I've not really, I've not really used, I've tried to use scouting how you're supposed to or how you're intended to use it for FM23 rather than relying on player searching um, as well as getting my chairman to offer, pl- or suggest players to me because that's a, just because my scouting range is garbage and I've obviously been abusing the the old trial system as well. It's basically, but, you just want a big fucker at the back that can head the ball and, and someone quick up front. Yeah, pretty much. And I, I do have a big fucker at the back, actually. There, there is one, one particularly big fucker who I was really surprised to get in. Um, at this level, he's for the or level of club in comparison to like all of the other players. He's a four and a half star player. But that's purely because he's strong. He's reasonably quick and has a jumping reach of 15 and is six foot five. So... He he's he's done pretty good. Actually, he's one of my better performers in the first opening games that I've 
I've had. Everyone else has been a, a bit shite, really, to be honest, and underperformed quite drastically. Anyway, we'll move on. Okay, so it's Wonderkid Hall of Fame nominee time, and this is a relatively timely one, so here we go. Gareth Bale started his career at Southampton, and it didn't take long for the young left-back with a burgeoning reputation as a free kick specialist to start making an impact within the first team. At 16 years and 315 days old, Bale became the youngest player to play for Wales, with this record itself being superseded by Harry Wilson in October of 2013. By the end of the 2006-2007 season, he had helped the Saints reach the playoff semi-finals, although was injured in the first leg and didn't play in the second. Southampton ultimately lost out and failed to reach the final. A single season in the Championship was enough to convince Spurs to part with up to £10 million for the Welshman. Injury blighted his early years at Spurs, but he was supposedly labelled as a bad luck charm by manager Harry Redknapp, as it took until 2009 for a team he was in the matchday squad for to win a Premier League game. One of the fastest footballers in the world at his peak, Harry Redknapp decided to utilise Bale's pace and played him as a left winger instead of a left back, and this is where he really began to develop into a world-class player. The searing speed at which he could travel with the ball made the likes of Inter Milan's Maicon look very ordinary, with Real Madrid taking note of these extraordinary Champions League performances. On September 1st, 2013, Real Madrid paid a world record transfer fee of £85.1 million to secure the transfer of Bale from Spurs. During his time in Spain, he won three La Liga titles, one Copa del Rey, one Spanish Super Cup and the Champions League five times. Despite this impressive trophy haul, his latter days at Madrid were fractious. He returned to Tottenham on loan for a brief period before returning to the Bernabeu to see out the remaining year on his contract, much to the disdain of the fans. He would go on to join Los Angeles FC on a free transfer, winning the MLS Cup in 2022. But after playing for Wales at the 2022 World Cup, Bale announced his retirement from professional football on the 9th of January 2023. He was capped by Wales 111 times, scoring 41 goals. Whilst at club level, he made 394 league appearances, scoring 141 goals. So, gents, after hearing that profile of Gareth Bale, what are, what are our thoughts? Do we have any personal highlights, whether it be Gareth Bale tearing us a new one, whether you signed him when he was at, still at Southampton, if you're if you're old enough for that, or um, maybe... Uh, a story about him picking him up later in his career, but either way, uh, we know what the the criteria for wonder kidness is. Uh, and just in case you don't, it's a case of personal use of the player, their FM reputation, and then their real life achievements. And as I've already s said throughout the profile, Gareth Bale has a lot of those. He he was a strange one. Um, I remember signing him when he played for Southampton because obviously there was quite a lot of hype around him because he'd scored a free kick for Southampton. Um, I don't think there was much more to him at the time than he was just like this demon set-piece taker that was playing in League One. And I'm pretty sure you could get him for, I want to say it was less than 100 grand, but it might have been a little bit more. But I remember obviously he was one of the homegrown wonder kids that, you know, to try and 
bias. I definitely, I've definitely signed him. I don't remember him kind of coming through the ranks and being anything excellent. And obviously at the time he was a left back, so definitely wouldn't have been playing him as an attacking um, player. But I'm, I'm just kind of going back to last year when I had the Spurs save and I signed him on a free transfer. Um, obviously when he finished with Real Madrid, he's, Physicals obviously dropped quite a lot, but his technicals are still quite good. So I remember playing him as like a cent, like in the central midfielder as like a non-runner. Um, but he only lasted a season, and then I think that was kind of me going, he can't run. So you know, it was just a bit of a, a glorified bring him back to Spurs and you know give him a little run out, see if we can see if he can finally win something playing for Spurs. Alas, no. Um, I, my memories of him actually in FM do do vary quite a lot. I, much like you, Joe, we're, I, well, and and Mad to an extent, we're all old enough to remember him when he was at Southampton, and he did come with that. I guess pre almost pre FM hype, really. That uh, with that um, wand of a left foot, at least from set pieces when, and he's had quite a. Like, his his in career has had a lot of moments where he's evolved as a player a lot more than most players have. Like you have the likes of Ashley Cole, who started as an attacking player and he moved back to a to become one of the best fullbacks of his generation. Whereas Bale did the opposite; he went further forward, which and then that then transitioned again into a different kind. He was more of a forward rather than just a winger, which is where he started. At his, like, as his pace sort of dwindled as he got older, his his positions have... Well, he's adapted his, adapted his position accordingly. Um, but in terms of FM, I've had... I remember picking him up when he was younger, but not for the, the hundred or so grand that you, you recalled. Well, I'm pretty sure he was, he was shit. Like your normal reserve team, under-18 player level, you know, like not very yeah. good attributes, probably didn't have a high potential. And then I'm pretty sure that he banged a couple of free kicks for Southampton. And then it was like winter update. Like, you know, as you say, he evolved. And I, th- I feel like throughout his career, I think he's had that evolution of kind of be it having upgrades in football manager. I think he's like had to get a boost. It's probably not that many people that have had a, like a serious boost at kind of two or three, maybe four times of their career, and equally a, a downgrade at the end of his career. Like, well, the, the, that, the downgrade has been quite scary, actually, I think. like He was always known for his pace, at least uh, up until a point, and then it, it maybe, I don't know if it... Well, at the end, his legs fucking fell off, didn't they? Like, in yeah, FM. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Like It, it was a, a drastic drop-off, but they i guess it's kind of fair although it's been relatively re- it feels quite reactionary like i remember the, the the time when he torched mycon in the champions league like twice in the in both both of those matches against inter milan and that was like the coming of bale i i used to live with a spurs fan and it was like don't i don't care what you do just give it to bale that, that and that was pretty much the it seemed to be the tactic that Spurs <laughs> deployed the most effectively was give it to him and let's just let him run and see what happens and like though 
it's it's probably not the best goal he ever scored or the the best contribution to a goal that he ever had because I would say that is likely to be the goal he scored for Real Madrid where he he did basically the same against oh, so, so he did against Mykon yeah. but but um who was the the fullback Busquets, at the time was it Busquets he ran round it wasn't Busquets it was, it was. I think there was two. Uh, two I mean, no, I, I do remember the one you mean. Yeah, where he literally runs off the pitch, doesn't it's he? In the Copa del Rey, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Copa del Rey final, um, runs up, yeah. Whilst he's whilst he's googling it, I was going to say, as a man that likes his knife and forks with his food, it must have been horrible living with a Spurs fan, never no silverware. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the guy I lived with also ate his burgers with a knife and fork. So, um, so yeah. That that was a thing, but he he had the reason why I mentioned that was because he had a a long Spurs save. In fact, I mentioned it whilst like whilst we weren't recording a couple of weeks ago, where he was the Spurs manager for thirty years, and if he'd have continued that save, he could have comfortably broken um, some of the world records because he, that team just didn't lose, and he had the likes of Bale, he'd signed Cavani, Pastore, and. Uh, I think even Suarez. That this was pre Liverpool, uh, pre Liverpool Suarez. It was just a ridiculous team, and he basically just kept Bale for for his entire career, and brought him much success. Like he won back to back to back to back to back to back to back. I think it was at least ten back to back titles before he got bored and must decided been, to must have been a bug. completely rebuild. <laughs> must have been a bug. Um, but I, I I became quite enamoured with that save because it was like this is just like. I don't get that far into saves normally because it takes me so long to play and he was brilliant was just spamming continue because he didn't have to care about the, the team he put out at that point. It was just like, I know I'm going to win. It was Mark Bartra. That's the one. I knew it began with an M. I just couldn't, couldn't place. It, oh, so he, got bombed, yeah. he got bombed twice. Bush gets is the one that he pushes the pass first and then round him. So yeah, it's a great goal. I just watched it again. Yeah, that's uh, um, so yeah, he's uh, Harry Redknapp, player development genius. Indeed, I was going to uh, ask: Was it Harry that kind of because he was signed as a left back, right? And he played as a left back. I, I have a feeling it was. I don't, him. I don't think Harry signed him. Yeah, it was before. I Harry think it was him that was kind of Juan de Ramos. Yeah, um, and I think Martin it was. Uh, he just went. He's really fast. Like, let's just put him in the wing. And Harry, you know, like Harry Redknapp's thing with um, Wilson Palacios, and he was like, tackle, win the ball. Doesn't matter if Modric is literally standing next to you, just give him the ball. Do nothing with it. Just give Modric the ball. And that was like he's and that's why Palacios was like, you know, touted to be going everywhere because he just he done nothing wrong. He just would tackle, give the ball to Modric, Modric would do his thing. And it was very similar with Gareth Bale. It was just like, well, he's really quick, so let's put him out wide and let him just beat the fullback. And he obviously could cross, he's got a great delivery on him. And that's what he would do. You know, he would he would just Beating people for pace and then just whipping balls in, and then he obviously become a you know added goal scoring to his game, mate. Diff- different class of player he was. He was a scary player. Can, can I? I don't. I'm not saying that I'm going to be the martyr here, but like, did he get the credit that he deserved? Because at Real Madrid, he he wasn't respected as much as he should have been. Obviously, the whole golf incident and all that, but like, does he get the credit? I think that he, he was. Deserved? I think he was early. Early. Yeah, they Real loved Madrid, him at the start. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was once it t- once it turned a bit sour. It's, it's the normal. It it's the normal toxic. Right? Yeah, oh, mate. He's his record for Real Madrid is ridiculous, and it was more to do with the fact that when there was they wanted to bring in more Galacticos. 
yet they're paying him you know nearly 400 grand a week and he basically said well i've got a contract why should i just leave and give up my contract because you want to sign somebody else and then what what happens is obviously the, the spanish media are like you know their boss are around madrid and if they want to get a player out they just kick the shit out of the player then the fans get on them and that's kind of how they do it it's just very toxic and that that's why the end of his career at Real Madrid was terrible. It's a short-term memory, isn't it? Like he, mm. I want to say he probably had f- four or five really, really good seasons at Real Madrid. I think maybe maybe less, but um, again, a couple of bad, a couple of instances like that start to creep in, and people forget that very quickly. He didn't uh, have bad performances. He yeah, just yeah. They, he wasn't getting played, and then they were like, well, "You're not being played, so you should just leave." Yeah, and he's like, "Well, hang on." No one's going to pay me 400 grand a week to live in Madrid and play golf every day. Mm. So I'll, I'll stay here, thanks. It's been, I'd give it a go. I, I reckon I could, could struggle through it. Um, to go back on Appreciate FM, I think, Matt, you, you said the point, Matt, um, the evolution, the, the kind of different types of player he's been in FM, which sounds kind of funny. But like, you know, as he comes through as a left back, I remember him being at Southampton because I remember Southampton having that interesting team um, where like, if all their players stayed, Southampton could have won a league, but they just kind of gradually let them all go. <coughs> but I just remember seeing him go from a left back and then really taking to the stage as that rapid left winger. But then suddenly he's he's scoring a shitload of headed goals. His athleticism, the size of him, the strength, it just kind of really, I suppose, as a player over what I still consider to be a short space of time. I mean, I think he's still only like 33. So, you know, in a, in a 10-year, 12-year period, he's gone kind of, in my mind, a slightly lightweight left back with a really good left foot set piece player to a kind of a speedster on the wing to this really, you know, powerful forward that was pretty much unmarkable at times. Um, and that season, I think there was only, was there only one season that Modric, Van der Vaart and Gareth Bale were all at Spurs together? Um, there was definitely at least quite, one. Quite possibly. Um, and it was that season that I gave... I did a small, really short-term save at, at Spurs just because I wanted to play with those players in a safe. Um, obviously, it didn't really match exactly to it at the time. The time frame, obviously, the, it's the like when you consider it, like what you you saying that now, like that's three FM Wonder Kids, like yeah. in a team. Like, it's Spurs it's under like, Harry it like a, <laughs> exactly. It's like a. It is like a like you think about FM. It would have been. But considering it was only a few years after, like when when they would have been cl- all classed as wonder kids within mm. within the FM world, it is like a dream come true. It that that particular sort of part well, of a midfield, and they had Chaluka as well, didn't they? Yes, he was they one did, from yeah. Dino you could pick up. Yeah, that was a that, like not a Spurs podcast, but that that yeah. particular Spurs team was made of well, former FM Wonder You kids. say about not a Spurs podcast, I was going to say, did you have him in your Spurs save, Matt? Oh, Where you um, took him to the Champions League? Like, did you have him no, then? he'd left already. He, he, left he, he, he left already. Um, yeah, there wasn't, there was no, no crossover there, unfortunately. Um, he was already at Real Madrid, which conveniently I played and beat in that final. Of the Champions with an injured League. goalkeeper, Probably with an injured rest. goalkeeper. So, so yeah, that respect that is, homegrown uh, Hotspurs. I, I, I couldn't believe I'd won a Champions League with that team. Wild. Although we are getting slightly off topic, which is very on brand for us. Um, Brings but, us back to FM. In fairness, so you know, that's that's when FM was at its peak, mate. <laughs> Matt was streaming FM. 
I wasn't here. Loop had just started. <laughs> yeah, mad weren't about. The glory it days. Was Lovely days. The OG five was on the podcast. That that was the, that was the days. I'm done, like I I know we're on a tangent, but I'm mad to hear the bones of Matt's Champions League winning first eleven. Go back and fucking listen, then you prick. The, the I don't even, but was we even doing the pod then? Yeah, yeah, we we was, had we, it we must have been in its infancy then. Yeah, I'm fairly, pretty sure it, I've fallen asleep um, to listen to Matt talk about that save before. So must be we hadn't. So um, I don't know if a save update what was a thing then. No, it wasn't. So was it in terms, of, we are going back a bit, but that so that save finished in the May, but then I resurrected it after I'd moved house, um, which would have been we started in the August, so there was like a three month gap in between between that, and then the whole Tyndall thing happened, and we don't talk about it anymore. Oh. So <laughs> the question is, do you, do you remember the team that ended it? That Champions League I've team. The, I, I've still got the save. Do you remember the eleven though? Because uh, that was a big save. Gen, right? Look, was there much new gens going on? Can you remember? No, it was. It was only because it was. This was only like three seasons in. Okay. Fra- uh, Will Hughes was in that team. Fraser Forster. Um, I also had Ben Foster. I'm quite well, sure. Ben Ben Foster was team. the one that was injured, wasn't it? In the no, final. Forster. Was it Forster? Forster. Mm. For- Forster was injured, and I nearly started. I nearly chose to start Ben Foster in, instead, which, thinking about it, is a really stupid, stupid signing because that's so confusing mm-hmm. if you're just looking quickly. Yeah. <laughs> but if you think about it, it, the vlog would have been insane. Champions League final vlog match day. GoPro in the goal. It would have been brilliant. Yeah, recording it on a Nokia 3210. He was recording it on a Nokia 3210. 32-10, yeah. <laughs> um trying to think who else I had in that. Harry Kane was obviously in that. Deli Ali was a star in that team as well. This was this was pre pre Everton and Turkey Deli Ali as well, mm. where he was actually class. Um, I'm gonna have to dig that save out and because I can't revisit in my head. I revisit and have a look. It's a good save. Really, I still do have it. It's one of your better ones. Yeah. Oh, I, I actually like the that, video. That's true. That's good. That was one of my first early attempts at proper After Effects. I think, it, like looking back at it now, I cringe. But yeah, you started about four years before that save came out, doing it. Gareth Bale was still a talent, didn't it? Yeah. Anyway, let's get back on topic. So we've we've chatted a little bit about our sort of experience with Gareth Bale, as well, like both in FM terms as well as sort of watching him as a player in his sort of the various stages throughout his career. So. Let's let's vote on it, um, because that's the important part, really. Dupe, should Bale be introduced to the Wonder Kid Hall of Fame? I've been very quiet just listening, which is unlike, unlike me, um, because I didn't use him a huge amount, so I couldn't really give a massive input on FM side of things. And I don't actually remember him handing, handing me a, 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 a killing. So I'm I'm going to kind of go with your guys gut on that however IRL has he lived up to it absolutely um he has got to be well one of the most decorated british footballers of all time not the best um i i have a different opinion on that but he is definitely one of the most decorated so for that i'm going to say yes he should joseph 
I th I think because he would have enjoyed golf with friends, you know, I think that should uh, <laughs> put him up there. No, it's all seriousness. He, I think he was a, a bit of a shit under-18s player that he got the wonder kidness from his performances IRL. And I think sometimes wonder kids, it's the ones that we find, like the Modric's, like no one knew about him. He he was a wonder kid because of football manager. And I, I think Gareth Bale become a wonder kid because of the press that he got. It kind of sounds weird, and then and then he literally went from. Well, he died, didn't he? Really, that Southampton to Spurs, he was he was in no man's land. He wasn't a wonder kid, you know, IRL or in the game. And then that Harry Redknapp change made him into an absolute global superstar. So I think he's got to go in as a in the Hall of Fame because I think he was there as the wonder kid. I can't think of many wonder kids that died and then resurrected their career and then become world class. You know, they normally they're normally a wonder kid and they die and then you don't hear anything. He was a wonder kid that died and then I mean and I'm saying this as a professional footballer in a Premier League team. You know, but he did he was he was stagnant and then he's just resurrected that career and went on to be an absolute phenomenon phenomenon. So He's in. He's in for me. Yeah, I, I think when you compare him to the likes of John Bostock, who made a similar move, yeah. uh, like st uh, from Palace in instead of Southampton, but to Spurs, and then expected loads, and then didn't do anything, and ends ends up in like the second division of France or wherever he is now. Maybe he might have even retired, but um, yeah, in comparison, cleaning uh, Simon Jordan's tennis shoes. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Madden, before we come back round to me, thoughts? It pains me because he's because, um, beat, scored for Wales against Ireland and beaten Ireland on far too many occasions. So that, you know, that just hurts. Who but hasn't? When we look at, true, when we look at the real life situation, and I like I remember watching Spurs that season and like he was unplayable at, at, at the best of times on that left-hand side. And I love the narrative of changing the position because, you know, that's something we loved in, in football manager sense. That said, Matt, and I, I could be correct or wrong, I don't remember him being that wonder kid where you're like, you know, he's come out of nowhere, like Joe said, or scrambling to sign him um, in any of those versions of FM. Um, and I've not used him too much and not had him come up against me too much either, which is, is two of the criteria. So I think it's going to be the first time I vote no on this Bloody hell! Mm. I thought I thought I, I feel like I feel like, like voting no just because he played for Spurs, but you know, I'm going to be objective. <laughs> can't can't also can't go against the whole narrative that we were a Spurs podcast. Mm. So also, I, was, I was tempted to say no because he's Welsh. Is he Welsh? <laughs> but he did score an overhead kick against Liverpool. I take it's it back. He made Carrius look like the mug. <laughs> Actually, though, if he wouldn't have made Carrius look like that mug, then they wouldn't have bought Allison and become the best team in the world for four hours. So <laughs> mm, tough. There's lots going on here, Matt. There is a lot to unpack. So, uh, it comes down to me, I guess. I mean, we've had t two votes, and if I decide to say no, then uh, I ultimately, I guess it comes down to me to decide. Or maybe the public to decide. But uh, I'm going to be saying yes, I'm afraid, because of of what I've witnessed in FM as well as in real life. 
and taking Dupe's point about one of the most decorated British players, uh, there are few others that have. It's not even a case of um, one of the most decorated British players. He is one. He's the probably the most successful British export abroad of uh, of any era. Um, there are very few that actually make it abroad in a different league for whatever reason. And his early days in uh, Real Madrid proved that he was willing to to integrate himself into a completely different culture, uh, which actually stood him in good stead when he joined LA Galaxy as well. That that Spanish has helped him. Whoa, in, whoa, whoa. There's going to be people here kicking off, Matt. It was LAFC, uh-huh. mate. I don't, oh, I don't care. I don't uh, play in a play in a real league. Um, see, see Scotland also. Um, <laughs> I can only better say that <laughs> at Nerdphonic. Um, <laughs> he won't reply. But okay, I, I won't. I won't reply. DM him. He likes that. Uh, no, and then DM him an hour later. Going, why haven't you responded, man? He loves that. Anyway, as I was saying. Um, LA Galaxy, yeah. Uh, no, I'm I'm doubling down. No, um, but yeah, that that set him in good stead. But the likes of, and I mentioned this in the profile that the likes of Steve McManaman, who went ahead of him, yes, English but still British, would have perhaps been one of those. His compatriots, Ian Rush, went abroad to play for for Juventus, uh, so. There are there are some Mark Hughes as well as another uh, who I would say were successful exports, but no one is anywhere near close to being able to sort of replicate the the level of success that that Bale had throughout his career, predominantly abroad. So uh, congratulations, Gareth! It's the the best and probably final accolade of your career. Congratulations, you have entered the five star potential Wonder Kid Hall of Fame. Clap 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 clap. Someone get um, someone do his Wikipedia. <laughs> Possibly on the PGA tour by the end of the year. You know, he, he's know. doing a pro am. He literally put it on Instagram before we started doing this. He's in a pro am next week. That's sick. Amazing. <laughs> Is he much. the pro or the am? No, no, no idea. <laughs> right, um, that leaves a little bit of time for Mister Madden to flex his quizzical muscles if he wishes. It's time for the quiz. Didn't know I had any quizzical muscles, Matthew, but thank okay, you. Okay, brilliant. We'll see you all next <laughs> week. Say bye, guys. Bye, folks. Um, yes, so, Matt, we did a quiz when you weren't here last week. Um, a so bit of 90s. The same quiz, and me and Joe. <laughs> yeah, quiz again. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the uh, youngest English? No. Um, so, some 90s knowledge would have helped, Matt. So, I said I'll do one that also involves, <clears throat> uh, or be- it'll benefit you having some 90s football knowledge. Basically, uh, I was the theme of this quiz is basically Premier League winning captains. So, if Arsenal, for example, were to go on and win the league, Martin Odegaard will become the fifth, sorry, the sixteenth captain to lift the Premier League. So, I want the other fifteen names since the Premier League started, and you chaps can work this. together on this one. What about okay. joint? Yeah. Um, so basically, there's fifteen. In, you know, players who have lifted the Premier League as club captain for the year their yeah. club won it. Obviously, some are multiple. And I'm do looking have to for get all the year 50. and the name. Uh, you do not have to get the year, but I'm looking for the players. Can I ask Tim a, Sherwood? Keep it simple. <laughs> Can I ask a question? 1994, yes, 95. Do. Done. 
when you say the captain, are you? I knew the, he was going to ask me this. Actually lifted it, or is it the one that was captain for that season? So, for example, Gary Neville lifted it, but he, he was only the vice captain when he lifted it. So I'm looking for the captain that lifted. Okay, Gary Neville. <laughs> So we've got two now. So we've got Tim Steve, Sherwood. Steve Bruce. Correct. Gary Neville. Correct. Joe. Steve Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce. Correct. Roy Keane. Roy Keane. Correct. Giggsy. Giggs is correct. Once. Patrick Adams. Vieira. Patrick Vieira is correct. Tony Adams. Tony Adams is correct. Casper Schmeichel. No. Casper Schmeichel is incorrect. It's um, Captain Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. Well, Wes. So Captain Morgan. Love that. Uh, so Wes Morgan is correct. Vincent Company is correct. So you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Jordan eight, Henderson. Nine out of 15. Jordan Henderson makes it 10. Asterix next to that one, please. <laughs> John Terry. John Terry is number 11. So we've got one, two, three, and four. And I had a feeling this it would slow down, um, so that's why I didn't mind you going fast. Did Eric Cantona lift it at Middlesbrough? Middlesbrough? Against Middlesbrough? No, no. Against oh. Middlesbrough. Okay. I was going to say, what? Bat, do you have any recollections of this happening in your 90s football brain? That would have been 2000-ish, but I think it was more, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have been the first to lift it. I don't think I'm, I'm sure he was the captain to lift the trophy. That's what the question was. I can tell you that in the 1996-97 season, Eric Cantona did lift the trophy for Man United, but I can tell you if it was against Middlebridge. I can even tell you they're wearing the blue and white strip. Ah. Yeah. I remember seeing images of Cantona in, a, in the Umbro training top, but that would have been a later season, I feel. That would have been 99, I think. No, no 1999, weren't there, was he? That was York and Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe it was 19... Oh, I don't know. That's... So, did uh, is, are you going to put Brian Robson in there? Because he lifted the first one with Bruce. And Brian Robson was the captain. You're answering your own question here, Joe. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, but I'm... That's why I said right at the start, are you doing joint? Because they were kind of, They lifted it together. They lifted it together, but obviously as club captain, he makes the list. So Brian Robson mm. is on it as the first Premier League captain to lift the trophy. So how many do we have left? So you're down yeah. to two, boys. So... Oh, Carrick. Carrick is incorrect. Has, did not lift the trophy. Um, oh, mate. Who is at the moment? Who's, who's the Man City? Who's Man City captain at the moment? Uh, Gundogan. Or what? Is it Gundogan? No. Who, who lifted it last year? Is it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's whoever they Because it wasn't company. De Bruyne? No. Or, or would it have been Fernandinho? Fernandinho was one of them. I can tell you Fernandinho was both of them. Mm. So the last two Premier Leagues were lifted by Fernandinho. Yes, indeed. And that one leaves more. you with one remaining Premier I'm League sure it's winning the 2014 one. United, when we bought Fergie's last one. I don't think we've mentioned. No, I think... Well, oh, what about the Chelsea Conte win? Because Terry wasn't there. Yeah. Or wasn't it? Was he? Didn't he come on in the twenty six? Come off on the twenty sixth minute, wasn't it? That bullshit one. 
So who would have been captain yeah, when like, Terry left then? Lampard left around the same time, right? So. Drogba? Was that too late for Drogba as well? That would have been too late for Conte, yeah, it would have been too late for her. I can give uh, you the Ah, it's Aspilicueta, that might be one. Aspilicueta has not lifted the Premier League trophy, mm. Chelsea. What's Deserve to. Champions League, doesn't it? I'll give you the season. Yeah. I'll give you the two seasons. <laughs> so this captain lifted it twice, once in 2010-2011, and once again in 2012-2013. So two years later, one year, one gap in between, basically. That would have been. That would have been the one I'm talking about. That would have been us. So who lifted it? John O'Shea. Vidic. <laughs> Rio. Vidic. I can tell you that Nemanja Vidic is the correct I answer. I did say Vidic earlier, by the way. Did say I Vidic didn't catch earlier. that. Sorry, I didn't <laughs> catch that. Yeah. I'm trying. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it was like that last season. Yes, Nemanja Vidic actually has indeed lifted it twice in both those seasons who? for Man United. So that's the 15 captains. Huh? What was, what was his first name? Nemanja. That's rich coming from you. Uh, Nemanja. <laughs> Fucking hell. Nundes. Bonus question, lads. <laughs> of all those captains, who lifted it the most times for the bonus question? One player has Keen. lifted it more than all Keen. the rest. Keen Duke says Keane. times. I think four times a Keane. Joe? Terry. Well, I would go with him. With Duper, with Keane. <laughs> <laughs> with Roy Keane Matt I think he lifted it for and you would have put this in here because he's Irish not necessarily <laughs> I can't he's change who's who's lifted it the most <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, yeah I would have probably gone also Keane if you'd have just asked I didn't realise it was a we were having to go against each other but the correct answer sadly for Ireland is not Roy Keane oh. It is John Terry, five five times wow. for Chelsea, yeah, which I didn't know either. Okay. Every day is a school day. Yeah, but can Indeed I ask, how, how many of those did he actually win and how many did he just get dressed up and pretend to win? That's also very fair. <laughs> I, am not at, I prefer not to speak. How, how about we do that? Prefer not to speak is probably wise. Uh, and that does bring episode 285 to a close thank you very much for the quiz Matt uh, you can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting fivestarpotential.com where you can find all of our latest football manager content including the the freshly launched Wonder Kid page which has uh, well the, the entries of the Wonder Kid Hall of Fame whether they got in or not as well as our Wonder Kid Watch 2 which is new for FM23 Five Star Potential is available on iTunes Spotify and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week thank you all for listening there will be more from us next week say goodbye folks goodbye goodbye, goodbye folks, folks.